forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talk. Money talk is on the air. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jared McKenzie and Logan Daniel, and uh, we've been talking about various things. Uh, all right, so we do have a situation we want to talk about this week. Vivian and Scott, who are 48 and 50 years of age, uh, got kids 22 and 23. Why is it that uh, I'm a little older than them and my kids are much younger than that? I don't Anyway, uh, Vivian and Scott have been with their advisor, uh, Wealth Manager, for several years now. They're invested primarily in high-quality, large-cap equities. That sounds familiar, uh, much like we would recommend. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're wondering why their advisor is not capitalizing on the trends like the current run in GameStop or AMC and even the cryptocurrency craze. You guys getting questions about that? We certainly were. Yes, but some are more a joke. Oh, but well, a, a few I, questions. That's true. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Usually, if questions get too serious, I wind up looking at them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard but maybe one or two with GameStop. But it seems like every advisor I talk to will answer the phone and say, Hey, man, have you bought my GameStop yet? As a joke. It's become kind of an industry joke yeah, behind right. the scenes. Um, so uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about you know, why your advisor is not likely to buy you GameStop or AMC when things like this are going on. Um, so, you know, we wanted to cover uh, investing and mm-hmm. then speculation, which actually has a place in markets, and then right. gambling, which I, has a place as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what we think is happening with uh, GameStop and AMC, obviously, is probably toward the lower end of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's face it. What we do is a long-term game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we look to find investments, and by that I mean whether it be real estate whether it be a stock, whether it be a business that you're going to go in and operate, an investor wants to determine what the future cash flows are going to be. They understand, you know, to some extent, their cost of capital. Obviously, that moves with the market as as interest rates move. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, they use that cost of capital to discount back to the current value, the present value, those future cash flows, right? Yeah. And that's what we would call an intrinsic value. Fundamentals. These Which will never change, that, right, by the way. I mean, that's, that, that story, you're right. That's yeah. That process doesn't change mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here we are looking at it from the point of view of an analyst. And it makes no sense. GameStop started this craze at like 19 bucks a share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have bought GameStop at 19 bucks a share. <laughs> There's a reason that a lot of hedge funds had a short position. Yeah. I mean, they're exactly. Heading yeah. towards zero. Right. So, you know, the the story is, and I'm sure if you've been paying halfway attention, you, you understand what's going on. Um, GameStop uh, became the focus of a Reddit thread. Uh, some people on Reddit, <clears throat> which is social media and old bulletin board type, Uh, Mm -hmm. social media uh, decided that they were going to catch these guys that were short the stock. Uh, They'd start running the price up. Uh, What happens when you run the price up on a a stock that has been shorted? Um, 
they begin to get, get collateral. Yeah, they yep. begin to get collateral calls, and they have to buy out of their short position. Mm-hmm. Which drops the price upwards. Yep. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think it was it was smart. They did to what they did to hedge funds. What hedge funds have done yeah. to lots of people mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, but you know, they were able to identify something that was wrong in the market. And basically, the thing that was wrong in the market was. Uh, the shorts, actually the the float, so the number mm-hmm. of shares available in the market were exceeded by the the amount that was sold short. Yeah. Um, and they knew that they had them kind of over a barrel, so. Wasn't uh, it like 120%? 130, yeah, yeah that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I heard reported 130. The um, thing is, though, it's all artificial. You know, I had someone ask me during that, you know, when it was just going crazy about if that was an indication that things are moving away from the more traditional, fundamental way that we value companies. And I said, absolutely not. Yeah. I don't think that will ever change because the true value of something, as you said, is right. that discounted cash flow stream that you know the, the company itself has. There's not a better way. That's been around for, what, 70 to 80 years at least. What do you mean? Yeah. Analysis? Just, Fun, yeah, the stock yeah, valuation. Was, yeah. yeah. I mean, this that, was Benjamin Graham, the, right. the investor <laughs> yeah. who taught Warren Buffett everything. Exactly. Goes, Warren Buffett's, what, 86 years old? Mm-hmm. So Warren Buffett was a young man when this all started. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, so... It's not moving away from that. No, absolutely not. not. It's an anomaly. Do do this. Decide you're going to go buy a business, an Mm -hmm. operating business, Mm -hmm. and you're going to run it. Yeah. And then go to the bank and tell them that you want to borrow some money Mm -hmm. and have them talk to the owner. The owner says, well, (laughs) I only make $100 a year, but I think the business is worth... 10 million bucks. Mm-hmm. You go back and tell the, the banker that, and you're not going to get the money. Yeah, a lot of people learn that the hard way on Shark Tank, if you've ever seen that show. Right. They always ask them, why do you value your business at whatever they're asking for, right? Sure. They do the math and right. see what it's worth. It's the same thing here, and it always will be. That is an artificial mm-hmm. rise in price that is an anomaly because yeah. markets are efficient. Right. And I speak of it in, in terms of the price has dislocated from yeah. the fundamentals. Now, that's yes. a good way to put it. Right. And you know what winds up happening is at some point like i said long term you're going to be much better off if you focus on the fundamentals don't get caught up in what's going on in the price that's a trader's game Mm -hmm. uh you know here's the other thing you know when it comes to speculation uh speculator buys and sells in hopes of having a bigger potential gain than the amount he risks Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, when, when you're dealing with that, and by the way, there is a good place in the market for speculators, and I'll tell you where it is. Companies hedge the cost of their inputs, right? Mm-hmm. You know who takes the opposite of their position? Who, who will offset that position? It's a speculator. Right. Somebody that believes, you know, that uh, uh, so the company thinks that uh, prices of mm-hmm. fuel, diesel fuel, yeah. are going to well, go the up. Airlines, I mean, they have. Airlines yeah, do it. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, I mean, grain companies, all mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, and you've got to have somebody to take your yeah. position against you. And uh, really, the only way that you're going to do it is to find somebody out there that wants to just bet against you. Uh, guys, before the break, we were uh, going over a situation with Vivian and Scott. They're in their. Uh, Late 40s, early 50s, uh, got a couple of kids. Uh, Really the biggest thing that they wanted to know about is why their advisor didn't buy them GameStop or AMC stock. 
and um, I, you know, I, I went through the the notion about looking at the fundamentals. Basically, when you invest in anything, you're looking for a future stream of cash flows. It's about the cash flow, always about the cash flow. And in order to get the value of that cash flow at present value, you have to determine your discount rate, which is your weighted average cost of capital. Um, we get into the cap M model right now? Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> we'll save that for another show. Uh, we could do that, but no. Uh, so it's the same. No matter whether you're looking at an operating business you're going to go and buy, whether you're buying a, a, a stock in the stock market, mm-hmm. or whether you're buying real estate, it all boils down to that cash flow. And what is it worth today? So... Um, we we went over the fact that you know that's what investing is um speculation we know there is uh, reason to speculate in the market because without speculators you couldn't hedge right. uh those operational inputs raw materials are are one of the main um you know if it's a trucking company or a cruise line or a, an airline they all the lifeblood of those businesses is crude oil so quite often they'll either um, hedge the crude oil prices uh, in case you know they should go up in the future, and mm-hmm. quite often they're not doing that. Um, in in a like trying to call a price increase, right? Basically, mm-hmm. all they're doing is is trying to lock in prices. They love to know what their costs are going to be. It helps mm-hmm. them set prices for the future so that they can maintain profitability. The person on the other side of that trade is a speculator Yeah. every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes a speculator might feel like they, they know something that the, the hedger doesn't care about, so they're going to get into the deal anyway. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's uh, not uncommon. What we saw, I mean, even, even this, I've seen individual investors come to me and say, hey, look, I want to buy this, uh, by this pharmaceutical company, they've got this real uh, interesting new drug, and I think once it gets approved by the FDA, it's going to go like gangbusters, and the price of the stock is going to go crazy. I mean, it's it that's could. a speculation. Yeah. It could. Yeah. I've seen it happen. <laughs> or yeah. you get denied, and exactly, right. and, and, so and, and that happens too. Yeah. It it mm-hmm. is kind of a you know it might be better than a fifty fifty coin toss, but mm-hmm. the reality is. That's speculating on what comes next. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's money clients, our clients should have outside of their basically retirement money. They have some play money that would not affect exactly. their, their overall plan. Sure, yeah. if you want to speculate on GameStop, right. open up another account, and if you're prepared to lose it all, yeah, have fun. Mm-hmm. What, what seems to have happened in this GameStop and AMC deal is uh, – Individual investors, retail investors, those that aren't really as savvy as the professionals, they did catch some professionals unawares. They did make money at the at the cost of some professionals. Mm-hmm. But what those guys are trying to do is trade, and a trader just looks at price momentum. They don't care if the market goes up or down. They can make money either way. Uh, so in order to make money, all the market has to do is move. You know, yeah. they take their their bets or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not what we do. 
Yeah nor, yeah, nor do you really stand to, I think, in most cases, do better over time by doing that. Because, you know what, every now and then you're going to pick a GameStop. You're going to call it right. You're going to make a lot of money. It's going to want to make. It's going to make you want to do more of that. Yep. And then inevitably, because even with us, we don't pick every single one of the of them right. Hopefully, we pick Correct. more than than we don't. But yeah, to make money. Know, but. Right. Exactly. At the end of the day, if you're going to have winners and losers, and and probably to the extreme on those things, right. mm-hmm. When when you're doing that kind of stuff. Is it really worth the additional risk you take on by taking that approach for what yeah. potentially a few more percentage points on average over the long run? I don't think it is, but more importantly, from from our standpoint, clients don't pay us to speculate with their money; they exactly. pay us yeah. to invest their money, right? And, Try to preserve the principal and grow it, right? There's a reliable, you know, that that has been proven, and if we can stay on track with that, then over time they should perform just about as well as I would think doing this over the course of time. So, right. That, well, think about it, Jarrett. Just a couple of weeks ago, GameStop was selling at three hundred forty-nine dollars a share. Mm-hmm. This week, yeah. It's trading around 50, 50 bucks. bucks. Exactly. So, so while some might have made money, it was only those that sold at the top. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you get into something that looks like it's going to the moon and you only get halfway to the moon, are you going to hang on? <laughs> I can tell you that there's a whole lot of behavioral bias mm-hmm. when it comes to these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Big time. Uh, and especially for those who get in at the very top, because mm-hmm. what they'll do... You know, they they go rob the cookie jar and they put their hundred bucks in the market. Yeah. It goes to 150. Next day, something mm. bad happens. It gets drawn back down to 100 under a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and they think, man, if I just hang on, tomorrow's my day. Yeah. Before yeah. you know it, your it money's keeps, gone. Yeah. So that that behavior can be detrimental too, because it is exhilarating to some degree. I mean, if let's say you bought GameStop at 19 or wherever it was to begin with, and then it shoots up there. If you even if you can convince yourself to sell it and you take those profits, you, you're going to want to do it again because you you got that thrill from making a call like that and inevitably you're going to make a wrong call eventually. Right, it, it could it goes just, the opposite. Right, then you're pretty much yeah. break even. Right. <laughs> well, there's nothing more soothing to me, and I kind of sit in the institutional investor's chair. Uh, there's nothing more soothing to me than finding a company that's got solid historical returns, mm-hmm. solid historical cash flows that I can identify, I can project them forward, bring it back to present value, and find the price that is selling at a, mm-hmm. a you know, find a stock that's selling at a price lower than that intrinsic value in the market. Yeah. I'll do that all day. Mm-hmm. It gets very difficult in current, <laughs> when you're dealing with current uh, situation and especially mm-hmm. these kind of things that make so little sense to me, it hurts. Yeah. Well, they are anomalies. I mean, that that is a real term that is used to describe these things that happen in the market like that that really defy the logic that we all know to be true, which is investors are rational, markets are efficient, you know, so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. that's really – it makes people start to think that things are changing, but this is just another example of what has happened for many years right. and will continue to happen most likely because, like we said, there is a place for speculation and there is money to be made by speculating. But I think when it comes to your nest egg – you really want to take a different approach. As Logan Absolutely. said earlier, yeah. carve some out, put it in a different account, and use that as your quote-unquote play money so that you can... It gives you an outlet. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that keeps people more engaged. It definitely, to me, seems like my clients that have that type of setup mm-hmm. seem to be more engaged and even understanding of what we're saying when you know we're saying something that maybe is going against conventional wisdom right now, like you need to be selling IT 
<laughs> and, and yeah, buying, buying energy. energy. Yeah, that's yeah. that to us is is exactly what needs to happen. But to them, it doesn't seem as sensible. And I think that that all kind of comes back to this distinction between investing money and speculating with money. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's money that you're just using for play money, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Don't bet the retirement. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. When we come back, we'll talk some more about this. Stick around. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.